0: You're listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. For those of you who have no idea who I am, my name is Amy Hansen. I am one of the seminarians that was sponsored by House for All Sinners and Saints. I have since graduated, and I now work as a chaplain at St. Anthony Hospital in Lakewood. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. Amen. I love the Psalms. I love that I can borrow their words when I'm too tired or too broken to come up with my own. Like Psalm 70. Be pleased, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those who seek my life be put to shame and confounded. Let those who take pleasure in my misfortune draw back and be disgraced. Let those who say to me, aha, and gloat over me, turn back because of their shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say forever, great is the Lord. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come to me quickly, O God. You are my helper and my deliverer. O Lord, do not tarry. Academically speaking, the form of this psalm is called something ridiculous, like a prayer of an individual for divine assistance. But I prefer to call it the kind of prayer that I usually end up praying. Short bursts of pleading, begging, and asking God to show up because I feel alone, mad, or otherwise confused and in need of guidance. This is the gift of the Psalms to us. They are not the flowery sayings of Jesus and the parables, and they are not the rhetorical works of Paul and his many letters to various Christian communities. They are real prayers from real people who know what it is like to be stuck in the trenches of a horrible day. Today's psalm is from someone who is waiting impatiently for God to bring justice after feeling abused, persecuted, and alone. It could be the words of any of us, the words of a queer kid who has been disowned by their parents, the words of an addict trying to stay sober, the words of the middle-aged child who is trying to navigate a bureaucracy of health care and benefits for their aging parents, It's a very real expression of lament and grief while waiting for God to show up and make this injustice right. Somewhere, Christianity started perpetuating the idea that we are supposed to be gentle and pious and patient in our prayers, the sort of precious moments or hallmark brand of faith where we sit quietly and offer our prayers in a hushed and appropriately reverent tone of voice And then, according to this model of faith, we wait patiently for God to answer. And we accept that answer and settle peacefully into whatever happens because it is God's plan with a capital P and it's wrong to argue with God or something. Because if we don't act the way that we're supposed to and wait patiently and act appropriately, we risk angering God or driving God away from us. Or at least that's what we've been told. But I need a stronger God than that. I need a God that won't risk getting offended or wounded. I need a God that can take my biggest questions and loudest laments. And I suspect that you do too. In my work as an ICU chaplain, I have lots of what the hell are you thinking kind of questions for God. Like why someone dying of cancer gets hit by a car and dies in the ICU instead of at home, or why someone's family could leave her alone to die. I frequently find myself asking, where is the justice? We need a God that can take our laments and our pleading and our impatient waiting. And in the Psalms, we hear people just like us asking God these same tough questions and demanding that God make God's self known in a broken world. This is gospel. The psalmist obliterates that hallmark brand of religion by crying out in the midst of the excruciating waiting, hurry up, God, do not delay. We need to have a God who sits with us while we are waiting for the promise of everything being made new. This psalm is an earnest plea for help and is rooted in the psalmist's trust in God's listening and redemptive power. I think we get self-conscious sometimes about not wanting our prayers to seem too desperate, because that makes us vulnerable. If we pray for something broad, like happiness, or greater understanding, or peace, we can find some way to make whatever happens fit into our experience. I do this, too, in my prayers, and even those ones I pray with my patients. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately and wondering if I'm protect- protecting God and my idea of who God is and what God does. What would happen if we all prayed with the same urgent cries of the person in today's psalm? Our prayers don't need to be logical, beautiful, or presentable, but simply the honest, messy, and ugly cries of our deepest selves. Woven into our experience as people of faith is that damn platitude, good things come to those who wait, which is entirely non-biblical, by the way, (laughs) and implies that if we wait patiently enough, we will get what we want. But sometimes our prayers are not answered in the way that we want or we think they should be. Sometimes, no matter how earnestly we pray for healing or happiness or wholeness for ourselves or others, Our waiting doesn't bring about what we want or think we deserve. But I wonder if that is actually the reason why we pray. What if prayer is less about persuading God to answer our prayers, and instead it changes us, makes us new? This is a huge paradigm shift, and it seems to say more about God than it does about us. A lot of the time, I am not able to make sense of what God is doing on a micro level in the world around me. I see a lot of the absolute worst that the world can offer, and I need to cling to something bigger. I need to hold fast to the hope that God is making all things new and that life will win out and death does not have the final word. I'm slowly learning to trust that prayer is not about making my world make sense, but making me a part of God's unfolding world. The other time that this particular psalm appears in the appointed readings for the liturgical year is during Holy Week. Holy Week is a time where even Jesus cries out in lament. God wants to hear our prayers. God promises to sit with us in our anguish. How liberating it is to know that God can take our anger our laments, the deepest cries of our broken hearts. God participates in all of this. And just as the psalmist declares, God is great, and you are my help and my deliverer, even while waiting for justice, we too know that God sits with us in our most excruciating times of expectation. Amen.